Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here from PodcastAnswerMan.com and I just thought of an announcement I want to share with you and I came up with this after I finished recording this week's episode. Many of you guys know that I actually record Podcast Answer Man live in front of an internet audience every Thursday and I've been doing this for many years now. Anyway, if you are interested in joining me over at PodcastAnswerMan.com slash live on Thursdays, I am moving Podcast Answer Man to 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's 11 a.m. Pacific. The reason for the change is due to the fact that I have several CEOs of companies that are very interested in coming on to Podcast Answer Man for interviews, but many of them are on the West Coast, and it's not easy to get those folks to get up at 5 or 6 in the morning to be on at 7 or 8 o'clock their time a.m. So anyway, that's why I'm moving to 2 p.m. on Thursdays. In fact, that will go into effect next Thursday, March 20th. I will be recording at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I do want to let you know that on Thursday, March 27th, though, I will be in San Diego and there will be no live shows that day. But uh, from with the exception of March 27th, every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash live and join me as I am recording Podcast Answer Man in front of an internet audience, and we have a nice, wonderful chat room that you can uh, join in as well. So I hope to see you one of these future Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Podcast Answer Man, episode number 349. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Van Orden from Internet Business Mastery. You are listening to the man who has trained more people how to podcast than anyone else in the world, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world or if you've been doing this for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends, and taking things to the next level this week is certainly recovering from last week's fiasco. Oh my gosh, episode 348. I Can I just say, I'm incredibly thankful for the three people. (laughs) That's right. I'm incredibly thankful for the three individual people who reached out to me and said that they actually enjoyed last week's episode. Ah, anyway, and and for those of you who actually were aware of last week's episode and you're back again listening to me now, I just want to say thank you. (laughs) Last week was one of those episodes, and and actually the title of last week's episode, if you didn't catch it, was the one I almost deleted, or I almost deleted this episode, I think was the title of last week. Today, however, I am very excited about the content that I'm going to be bringing to you. I'm going to be answering a question from the comment feedback hotline uh, from Jonathan Gaby, who has a question about how to bounce back or how to gracefully return from pod fading. I'll play his uh, audio feedback question and also 
I'll read some of the actual wording that originally came in the email and give you my response and my thoughts on how do you recover? How do you come back after pod fading? And if you don't know what pod fading is, definitely stick around. Also in this episode, I am going to give you a review of a new piece of technology that I have been playing around with. If you love gadgets like I do, and I know many of you do, I'm going to give you my review of the Drop Cam Pro Wi-Fi camera. I am absolutely in love with this little tiny gadget, and uh, we'll see if it still lasts after two weeks because uh, you know it's got that new shiny, shiny new object syndrome that I've got going on. But I am absolutely loving it. I will talk all about the Dropcam Pro and uh, share my thoughts with you on that in this episode. And also, I'm going to talk about another topic that has been brought up at least twice before. And it's uh, how do you handle people who leave you hateful feedback? Now, this is not in response to last week's episode by any stretch of the imagination. I have not received any negative feedback yet about episode number 348 although i will tell you that a lot of my quote-unquote anxiety about putting out last week's episode is a result of a lot of critical feedback in the past and i'll talk a little bit about um that but it's uh, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna share it the reason why it's come up as a topic in this week's episode is i was listening to jillian michael's podcast this week and she actually had a episode titled Haters Gonna Hate. And I'm going to play a seven and a half minute montage of uh, that episode from Jillian Michaels podcast and then give some commentary on it afterwards. So that, my friends, is what's going to be included in this episode of Podcast Answer Man. If it, any of that sounds interesting to you, then stick around. And before we get started with our first topic, I'd like to play a little promo for my podcasting A to Z course. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, a podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is certain. At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcasting A Podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. That's right, my friends. And if you have not been to Podcasting A2Z in a while, then I encourage you to go there. I just added a brand new list of t- uh, testimonials, and I'm going to count them here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven brand new written testimonials. Short little blurbs from folks that have recently graduated from podcasting A to Z. Just go to podcastinga2z.com, scroll all the way to the very bottom of the page, and you'll see all the testimonials that are written there. And uh, yeah, a lot of brand new testimonials, and they really will uh, share with you the fact that this is not just a bunch of tutorials 
and an automated system where you have very little contact with me. No, I am personally invested in each and every single student that goes through this course in such a way that um, I think one of the people in there said I would have actually paid 10 times what I paid for this course. So I encourage you to check out those testimonials. They'll say a whole lot more about the course than I would probably even feel comfortable saying about it myself. So go to podcastinga-z.com and check out the testimonials before you check anything else out. All right, let's go over to our first piece of content. I'm going to go ahead and play the question that came in on the voicemail feedback hotline from Jonathan, and uh, this is what he had to say as far as his question about pod fading. Hi, Cliff. My name is Jonathan Gaby. I'm from Frankfort, Kentucky, and recently I started a podcast, and uh, through life and through other things, have let it fade away. I've succumbed to the uh, dreaded pod fade that you talked uh, so much about in earlier shows. My question is, how do you resurrect a podcast from uh, months of dormancy? And uh, if you have any advice to that end, that'd be great. Thanks for what you do. Appreciate your response. Thank you. All right, Jonathan, thank you so much for calling that in. And I would love to talk about this. In fact, um, Jonathan originally sent this to me as an email, and of course, you guys know that I much prefer getting these in an audio feedback. But and so, thank you first and foremost for going through the extra hoop of actually recording that as audio and and doing that for me. But I am actually going to read you guys the original email because there, he used a couple words that I think that are very key in in the question and, and that really get to the heart. Of, of something that uh, Jonathan shared in his question when he wrote it to me that I don't think necessarily came through the audio. So let me read to you what Jonathan originally wrote. He says, Cliff, I started a podcast several months ago and I succumbed to the dreaded pod fade. Now, hold on. Wait a second. For those of you guys who do not know what pod fading is, I mean, obviously, you could probably think about the context here and, and clearly get this up, uh, gather what it all means. But the idea of pod fade, this is a term that was, gosh, I think it came out in 2005, uh, may, maybe early 2006, but 2005, I think, is where it came out. And I think it was a guy named Scott Johnson. And I was, I, I, I just remember listening to his podcast. I don't even remember what his podcast was about, but he had this amazing voice and you couldn't not listen to, listen to his podcast. But anyway, what happened was he would actually talk about these people who would create podcasts, kind of like what we're doing. And he would notice that there were a lot of people who had great shows, great concepts, great everything, and they just stopped producing. They just disappeared. They stopped giving new updates. And he coined the term pod fading. And by the way, the average is, and these these, these are actual real statistics, uh, seven, let's see, I, or no, I think it's 90% of brand new podcasts 90% of brand new podcasts, 9 out of 10, do not make it past episode number 7. Matter of fact, most of the time, the 7th episode is actually the last episode people produce. <laughs> so, I I don't know what it is about that number, but number 7, the episode number 7 typically ends up being the final episode of a majority of podcasts out there. And nine out of 10 of them may not actually be the exact number seven, but nine out of 10 shows 
usually don't make it past seven episodes. Some of them actually do uh, end at the second or third or fourth episode, but a majority of them, number seven the, is the dead. Uh, that's dead in the water. So if you make it past episode 10, by the way, a majority of podcasts that make it past episode number 10 usually have a good, long, solid run beyond it. You know, you don't see a lot of podcasts make it to episode 21 and then it disappears unless that was intentional in the beginning. Now, and by the way, just so you know, podcasting A to Z students, there are, I mean, I'll just tell you right now, there I've had a 100% satisfaction rating from every student who has gone through podcasting A to Z. There have been well over 250 students who have graduated from the course since March 2011. And I will tell you that the statistics for my students who have trained with me are vastly different than that. I mean, a majority of my students do launch a podcast and they actually make it, you know, to, I've, I've had several students who have, you know, been over episode 100 already. So the, the I totally skew that, but I have had a handful of, of uh, students and I very much tell them, you know, make sure that you, you find a show that you love, that, you know, that you care about, you know, what are your goals? Why are you creating this? And I still have had, I'd, I'd say, probably about four or five students that I can think of off the top of my head who never made it past episode number seven. And I actually know one of them. I could pull it. Matter of fact, no, I won't mention who it is. But I can tell you right now, I know the, I know the URL. And I think the URL may have actually went dead as well. But before, it, it, it went for an entire year and a half online. And episode number seven was this student's last episode. So, you know, this is this is a real thing, this pod fading thing. So let me go back to the question now that we've covered all of that. He says, I started a podcast several months ago and I have succumbed to the dreaded pod fade. Ugh, I know, right? How embarrassing and humiliating. Well, first and foremost, I don't think it has to be an embarrassing or a humiliating thing. I mean, you know, sometimes it is what it is. And there, you know, sometimes life happens there if this is. You know, if there's not enough reason for the show must go on, then what's so embarrassing or humiliating beyond that or be, be about that? I don't think it has to be embarrassing or humiliating. And, and I'll share you with you why I don't think it has to be embarrassing or humiliating, because I have some experience with some pod fading. What? Me? Cliff? Yes, I do. I have. I have some experience with pod fading. I'll share it with you. So he says he goes, but how embarrassing and how and humiliating? So how and this is how he asked the question in the email. So how does one gracefully and with much mucho class recover and restart the podcast? So how do you do it gracefully? How do you gracefully and with a lot of class restart your podcast? Okay, the first question, Jonathan, is this. Why? Did you pod fade in the first place? You you really need to get to the heart of asking yourself, why did I succumb to the 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 dreaded pod fade? Why did I stop creating episodes? You know, was it a life event? Was there some kind of tragedy that and crisis that came up that kept you from producing for a while? Well, then then you just move on. But is there is there something else? For example, one of the second question I would ask is, should you actually restart the podcast? I mean, not the first question is not, so how do I get back at this thing? 
the and matter of fact, because part of me has this feeling that if you have to ask, how do I actually start it again? That then the you're actually wondering, should I start it again? Because I, I mean, for me, I would just we'll just get back at it, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. If this is what you are sure you want to do, I will give you some tips about how to gracefully and with much class, in my opinion, get back into producing the show. But the the fact that you're asking the question, I'm going to ask you number one, why did you pod fade in the first place? And the second question is. Should you even restart the show with the same topic and with the same target audience? Do you Was this the right show for you? Was this the right content? Was this the right name of the show? Was it the right branding? Do you feel boxed in? Um, are you just not passionate about it? Are you doing it just for, I mean, and of course, I'm not just talking to Jonathan here now, but for some of you out there who are listening to me, I know that, that Jonathan's not the only person who's launched a podcast and then has stopped producing it since then and have been thinking about relaunching it and if you're thinking about it and again i'm not just talking to jonathan here but are are you were you doing it just for the money were you doing it for just for yourself you know what what was the motivation behind the podcast and is the motivation still there and is the motivation that you have for that show with that topic and with that target audience is it enough to sustain you in the long haul without doing another pod fade because there is something that can be said for how embarrassing and humiliating it would be to start and be excited and then stop and then come back and start and be excited and stop and start and be excited and stop that there there comes a point in time where you can wear down your influence or effectiveness in building a personal brand if that's what your goal and motivation and desire is you can you can wear things down. And so the first question is, why did you podcast in the first place? The second question is, should you even restart the show with the same topic or the same target audience? Um, or the third question, should you uh, actually? And so, the, so the, that's the question. You might want to consider maybe a different approach. You want, may want to consider a different topic, a different audience, a different something uh, that will that that there's just no way you can actually imagine a week going by without actually even producing a show, or you you can't imagine going an entire month without producing a show. Uh, sure, life crisis may happen. You may have some kind of business trip or something like that that keeps you away from it for a week or two or even three weeks. But man, if it's been a month, then all of a sudden you feel like there's a there's something missing in your life because you have not created podcast a podcast episode about that content and for that audience. See, that's the kind of that's the kind of gut passion that will keep you creating content. That's the kind of gut passion by the way that gets you beyond an episode 348. <laughs> Those of you who listened last week, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, so so that's the first question, the second question, the third question is should I eat? Okay, let's just assume that there was a good reason for your pod fading, or maybe even a silly reason, but you're 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 committed that you're not going to let it happen again. Um, the second question, let's just say that you say yes. I know it's the right topic. I know it's the right audience. I just you know it was silly, but I'm I'm committed, and in my gut, I know this is the right thing. So let's just assume those are the answers to the question. So the third question is, should you even pick, should you pick up where you left off 
or should you start from scratch? And those are two different options. So how do you recover? How do you gracefully get back into the production of the show? You have two different options, I believe. Maybe there's more than I'm not thinking of, but off the top of my head, there are two options. You could completely erase everything that's out there right now, delete all prior episodes, and relaunch your show with all that you've learned and maybe start taking your show in a different direction on a different vibe or taking everything and and just relaunching with great gusto with a brand new episode 001. By the way, I did this once. If you were to go to helpigotamac.com, I produced this podcast uh, for 180 weeks with my great friend Chris Biting. Uh, We ended the show on March 1st, 2012. However, this podcast um, started several years before that. And we did 180 episodes. Now, if you go back in the archives and you are able to find episode 001 and you were to listen to it, guess what? It's not really the first episode of Help, I Got a Mac. In fact, there were, I think there were 12 episodes or something like that. I could look in the archives if I wanted to, but it doesn't matter. It was somewhere between 11 or 12 episodes of the original Help, I Got a Mac where I did this as a solo show. And I ended up getting so negative. In fact, I was a, I was a Windows user who was converting over to the Mac. And I became a Mac hater. But I had already purchased this Mac laptop, and I I found myself hating it and hating it. I loved it for two weeks, and then I hated it for months. And after about ten or eleven episodes, I you know somebody connected me, a great friend of mine connected me with Chris Biting. Chris really helped me understand about a couple different things about what's great about the Mac, and slowly helped answer some of the questions that I had. And he came on. Actually, I think he was on like episode number eleven or episode number twelve. And it went so well that I just said, hey, would you be interested in doing this show with me as my co-host? And he said, sure. And I made the decision. Now, of course, I wasn't returning from a pod fade. But right then and there, I decided, you know what? I don't even want those other episodes in the archives. I, you, Matter of fact, there's nobody out there that can even access those. I have those original copies. But nowhere else on the internet. And, of course, there could be the people who originally subscribed back when that first started. And they may have those original episodes somewhere on their hard drive that you could maybe get on, you know, buy on. They could probably be sold on eBay or something. But anyway, um, the deal here is that uh, I decided I wanted to relaunch. I wanted I wanted to start over with a positive angle on this. And by the way, today I'm a total Mac snob. I used to hate when I used to hate Apple fanboys. I used to hate. I mean, I mean, I know the word hate is strong, but I really did hate them. Uh, I, I hated their snobbing. They they just seemed so uppity. They just seemed so arrogant. I mean, they were just horrible people. And I and I'm proud to say I'm one of them now. Uh, <laughs> I am. I I you could not. I mean, okay. There I've had a couple of people who have hired me, and and I've actually touched their Windows PC computers and and helped them with their. <laughs> Windows systems. It no, it's not. It's not that bad. But here's the thing: I've become a Mac fan, and I wanted to actually approach it from a completely different angle. And while the show originally was help, I Cliff Ravenscraft got a Mac, and I hate it, and I don't understand it. Can somebody please help me? That was the original intent and focus of the show. And then I decided, ah, you know what? 
I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm committed to learning this thing. I'm committed to finding out why these people love it. I did find out why they love it. I became a huge fan of Apple and the Mac computing platform. And what happened was we kept the name of the show because there were a lot of other people who were like me making the switch from Windows over to the Mac. And the title of the show was them saying, help, I got a Mac. Well, this is the show for you. All right, so that was that's the idea. You could, so option number one, you could scrap everything and relaunch with a brand new episode one and basically start over with all the experience that you had from that first launch that, you know, that kind of puttered, you know, sputtered out. Or number two, let's just say, well, gosh, you know, I, I haven't, by the way, Jonathan, I'm not sure how many episodes that you have, but let's just say you have 10 or so let's just well you probably have less than 10 episodes um but let's just say you have seven episodes and sure the first or two you know first one two or three episodes are not the greatest thing you're not super proud of them but episode four and episode five and episode six those are solid evergreen content and you can't think in a million years how you would ever be able to reproduce those with the same great enthusiasm as you had originally well you know what in that case i would not recommend uh you know restarting from scratch i would leave all of that there for posterity's sake and by the way you can go to gspn.tv slash first episode that's all spelled out gspn.tv slash f-i-r-s-t episode all one word and you can listen to the very first episode i ever created back in december of 2005 and it's there. And then, by the way, that's still even in the, it, it turned into the Weekly Lost Podcast, and it's actually still available online. So you could leave all that there for posterity's sake. And if episode number six, for example, was your last episode, and that episode six was, uh, you know, was your sixth week in a row where you never missed an episode, but you kind of got burned out for whatever reason or whatever reason you stopped it. And episode six was produced months ago. And you haven't put out anything since. What I would do, I would record episode number seven. I would spend no more. Get this. You have to hear this closely. Spend no more than 90 seconds apologizing for the for the amount of time that's gone by since from episode six to episode seven. 90 seconds maximum. And in that 90 seconds, just say, hey, guys, I know it's been a long time. Long story, not going to go into it. I just want to say I am back and I am committed to this show. And if your show is a weekly show, I'm going to be here for each week from this point forward unless I tell you otherwise. Now, in today's episode, here's what we're going to talk about. And just go back. And that's how you do it with class. Now, if you want to, you could have a little bit more of an authentic approach and and stuff like that. And if you really want to tell your audience um, you know, kind of give them a, a heads up as to where you've gone and why you shut down for a little while and stuff like that. You can do that. But just do me a favor. See if you can do that within 90 seconds. Because here's why. You're going to episode number seven is going to be is, is going to be published online. And yeah, there may be a few people who are there after a couple months who are, are noticing. Wait, I was subscribed to the show. And after a couple months. I'm still subscribed, and finally there's episode number seven. And maybe you want to communicate to those folks why it's been so long. The reality, though, is it sounds to me like this is a relatively new show. 
You probably did not have a lot of subscribers when you stopped producing episodes. And if you did, you probably don't, you probably do not still have those subscribers after a few months. Most of them have probably gone away. And the reality is, is that a majority of the people immediately and certainly from this point forward are going to find your episodes. And let's just say if episode seven is their first episode they see, episode eight, episode nine, let's just say they go all the way back and start listening from episode number one all the way through episode number 10. They're never going to know that there was a several months of gaps. Most people don't take and pay too much attention to those published dates. Okay, and if they do, they're probably not going to care a whole lot, especially since they there was certainly no gap there for them. All right. So what I would recommend is if you're going to continue on from where you left off, spend no more than 90 seconds explaining why you were gone and move forward. And by the way, I've done this. I I've there I have a show it's called Pursuing a Balanced Life, and I think Pursuing a Balanced Life that it's my favorite show that I produce now has 572 episodes. And my desire and my goal is to record one episode a week every single week for that show. And there have been times when I've gone three or four months without an episode. There have been times when I go an entire month and there have been several months where there was only one episode per month. There have been a couple times when there's one episode every 45 to 60 days. There have, of course, been some times when I actually did an episode every day for 30 days as an experiment and as a something to get my motivation up to, to really change some unique things in my life. So, but, but the reality is, is that I've done many, many pod fades of Pursuing a Balanced Life, and I come right back. Now, with that show, I usually talk a lot more about where I've been and stuff, but that's the actual content of the show. Now, another, there are three other shows. Actually, let me just tell you, Twilight Saga Podcast and Hunger Games Podcast. These are two shows that were devoted to uh, my wife and I sharing our review chapter by chapter of each of the books in the Twilight Saga and in the Hunger Games trilogy. All right? So there were times when, you know, my business, my life got really busy and I got really behind on... Um, reading chapters and it there were literally with both twilight saga and hunger games there were months that went by where we had no episodes and i you know what i don't even know if i kept it to 90 seconds i think i probably did but the the idea is that you know i realized that sure there's a lot and by the way there were a lot of people that stayed subscribed to that because they were eager eagerly waiting for the next episodes but um the thing is though is that you know, 90 seconds is about all I needed. And it certainly helped people understand. It's like, okay, he's back or they're back and they're committed and we're moving forward. And this recently happened on the most recent podcast I've ever created is the Veronica Mars fan podcast with my wife. You can find it at veronicamarspodcast.com. We did like, we were halfway through season one. We were doing episode by episode and I just lost interest and got busy. And we went months without an episode. And then all of a sudden, I started watching the show again with Stephanie. And we weren't sure if we were going to podcast about it or not anymore. And we watched a couple episodes. I think we did six episodes. And we came down into the studio and real quickly said, hey, guys, so sorry. It's been crazy. Um, you know, I I thought that I could become a fan and understand what it is you all love about the show. I'm not sure I am a fan. Stephanie is. 
But anyway, we, you know, I'm back to watching it. And here's the deal. We've watched six episodes. If you have not watched the all of these episodes, then come back after you have, because that's what we're talking about in this episode. And we did, you know, we very briefly talked about a total of six episodes. And then we came back with another podcast uh, the next week, and it was six more episodes. And guess what? Season two, it's going to, the entire season two is going to be one episode. And, and it, you know, season three is probably going to be one episode. It, it, you just got to go with the flow. Go go with it. But just don't spend a ton of time, um, you know, spending too much time explaining why you've been gone. Either restart the whole thing over or just go uh, where you left off with a 90-second explanation and move forward. Those are my thoughts. But again, you really want to ask yourself, why did you pod fade in the first place? Uh, do you really want to start the show, the the same show, same topic, same target audience, and uh, then uh, if you do, move on from there. I hope that helps you, Jonathan. Those are my thoughts off the top of my head. And now I want to tell you guys about my Dropcam Pro. You guys can head over to Dropcam dot com. And you know what? I didn't even set up an affiliate link. If anybody wants to buy a Dropcam, I bought mine off of Amazon, by the way. And if you go to, I think it's gspn.tv slash Amazon link, gspn.tv slash Amazon link, all one word. And that is my affiliate link for Amazon. And anything that you purchase within 24 hours of typing that into your browser, I will get commission on. But if that's only if you want to. But if anyway, drop cam, it's one word is drop cam and then pro. And I'm looking here. It's $199.99. And I have a list of things that I want to tell you about it. First of all, it is a Wi-Fi camera. And this is not intended to be like for Skype. It's not intended to actually be there to broadcast your show live or anything like that. It's more of a, oh, what, you know, well, I'll tell you what. You, if you want to see these in action, you can go to uh, Leo Laporte's Twit Network. Uh, it's at twit.tv slash drop cams. And that's again, twit, twit, twit.tv slash drop cams. And drop cams is one word and it is plural. And if you go there, you will be able to see uh, that he has, uh, he has six drop cams in their studio space. And uh, most of the time, at least one or multi- anywhere between one to six of them should be active. And you can click play and you can just get like a bird's eye view of what's going on live right now, live streaming inside the studio space. And it's kind of cool. You can actually see people working and, and stuff like that. Uh, it has the ability to broadcast the audio to you as well and stream the audio. And obviously you can decide if you want to to share share did i somebody saying it's dot tv so it's it's not twit.com it is definitely twit.tv slash drop cams but anyway um so so the idea here is this is not necessarily for broadcasting live but it is about allowing somebody to to see a live stream of what's happening in a space a a, a great use for something like this for me might be, let's just say I'm having a live party, you know, a live meetup or a live get together. 
And, you know, I don't necessarily want to put it on. Well, of course, probably for me, I would put it on Ustream and I would set up a camera to broadcast out on Ustream and and set up, you know, good audio synced with everything. But, you know, in that event, I could just put a drop cam up and let people kind of just see what's happening as people are mingling and stuff like that. Uh, But, you know, it's just a it's a way for you to have the ability if you want. You can embed that on a web page and share the live stream of what's going on in whatever space that you have happen to have the camera in. Right now, by the way, my drop cam is not shared via the web. It's it's only to myself privately. But as soon as you plug it in, and by the way, it is a two-minute setup is all it takes. So I purchased the drop cam Pro, and there is a drop cam without the Pro, and it's, a, I think, $50 cheaper. It's worth it to have the extra $50 for the Pro. The better better image, better everything. You can read all the difference on the website if you want. But um, right now, mine is actually sitting in my living room looking out my front window. And I actually have it pulled up here on my Android tablet because I never use my Android tablet. And what I can do is I can easily see uh, a live stream of what's going on um, in my driveway. So right now I'm looking, I see that uh, all of our cars are in the driveway, which means my wife is here. Um, And I have a good view of the entire street in front of my house. I have uh, a full view of my driveway and I even have a great view of uh, my, you know, the stairs and my sidewalk leading up to the front door. Now, what what could be cool is let's just say I'm working. Now, I work from home. All right. This is my business. This is what I do for a living. And there are some times when I might order a package that I have to sign for. Now, the doorbell is upstairs and in the hallway at the other side of the house. So it's not very, it, it's, it's, I don't often hear the doorbell. So um, if all of a sudden I'm waiting on a delivery, I have to open my door and I have to kind of always constantly be listening for if somebody's at the door. Well, with my drop cam, I can easily see right there. Uh, it, it's Matter of fact, I put it in my peripheral vision. And so if all of a sudden, a sudden something changes or shifts in the image, I look down and it's like, oh, yep, that's the FedEx guy. And I see him pull up to the house and I can actually see him walking up to the door and boom, I can go out there and sign for the package. That's just one example of something that it's good for. It could be used for security purposes or whatever. I'm, I think that you could probably think about the creative ways that you could use a Dropcam Pro if you're a gadget person like me and you're looking for ways to justify the purchase. Me personally, I've been waiting for weeks trying to find some kind of geeky thing to play around with because I've been kind of bored with technology lately. So that's why I purchased mine. But anyway, it, took, it only took about two seconds or two minutes to, to set up. Uh, it does stream, the Dropcam Pro streams at 720p HD video. Now, the, it is, by the way, the video quality on the HD, on the Dropcam Pro is excellent. Very good. Now, it does have a super wide angle lens. And so, just so you know, it is going to, on the, on the outside edges of whatever you're looking at, it's going to have the little bit of a curve to it, but it is, it is meant to give a super wide angle view. I'm aware of this, and I actually did want the actual wide-angle view, and so that doesn't bother me. But it is super crisp, super clear video on the web and also on your iOS and Android devices. 
you have the ability to do, I think, an 8x zoom. Is it 8x or 6? Let me just zoom in real quick and I'll tell you. It is a total 8x zoom. And they actually have the ability to do, you can be zoomed in and there's an enhance button. I think, I, I don't know if it's a, on all the platforms, but it's certainly on the web, there's an enhance button and it can be zoomed in and it'll usually you get that grainy blurry thing. But then the camera has some, the software has this ability to actually enhance the image and it actually looks really amazing. Um, it does have, the Dropcam Pro has the ability to do 1080p. Uh, or 1080 uh, HD. Now, of course, the streaming service, they only use 720p, but they said they, you know, if they do switch to 1080 streams in the future, the Dropcam Pro will be able to do that. The regular Dropcam will not. Uh, it does allow you to stream audio to, uh, you know, so I can actually, matter of fact, I, I, I can, if I wanted to, I could set this up as, let's just say a nanny cam or something like that. If, if you have a, young child and somebody's taking care of your kid or something like that and you want to be able to kind of check in and see how things are going in at home while your child is being cared for you can actually not just see your child and and your the 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 caretaker there um but you can actually hear what's happening you can actually hear everything and and of course the dropcam pro by the way has an a gain control so you can adjust how much audio is picked up uh, whereas i think the original version it was gained up really high and you hear tons of static and you can adjust that on the h on the dropcam pro which is really cool now i will tell you that the audio uh, does not sync up very well with the video it's it's not it, it, there is quite a bit of a, a delay. So it's, this isn't something you'd want to use for the live stream of your of your podcast. Um, that's not really the main purpose of this thing. So uh, you could, by the way, record your audio personally and then do the, the video. And then you can manually go in and make it sync uh, with your audio that you've recorded, I suppose, if you wanted to. But anyway, that that uh, it does actually give you the ability to hear what's going on, and it's really cool. I can see myself, you know, kind of uh, on a business trip, and and you know, being able to communicate back and forth. Of course, why wouldn't I use Skype? But anyway, the the features there, the the oh, and the reason why I say communicate back and forth is there is the ability. If I want to, I can press a button and I can speak to the person that's in the room with the camera. And the reason why is because there's a speaker on the drop cam. And so you can, you know, communicate two ways. So, for example, if all of a sudden the F, the FedEx guy just rang the doorbell and you're going to be a minute before you can get to the door, you can actually push the talk button. If this, let's just say if the drop cam was outside where the, the FedEx guy could see it, um, you could press the button and say, hey, I'm going to be right there. And then all of a sudden you'll be able to hear him say, oh, OK, I'll wait. So kind of cool. Uh, let's see here. You can view. I, I already talked about the fact that it, you can view it live over the web via iOS, Android. We've already talked about the fact that you can embed it and share your video stream with other people if you want to. Doesn't seem to be that there's any kind of uh, maximum number of people because Twit obviously has you know this on their page. And I'm sure that they have lots of multiple streams at the same time. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, it comes with uh, a 14-day free trial. 14-day free trial 
to their CVR programming or software, which is their, you know, you've heard of a DVR, a digital video recorder. Well, this is their CVR, which is a cloud video recorder. And it comes uh, for 14 days. You get their nine, their their seven days of uh, recording package, which for $9.99 per month or $99 a year, it will record everything and store it for seven days. And of course, you know, once something becomes seven days old, on the eighth day, the uh, the first day gets falls off and it's recording, you know, it's always got the last seven days. Everything that's happened. And it's kind of cool. And it, it, the other thing that it does is it actually... Um, recognizes when activities happen. For, for example, right now, mine's looking out at the street. There's no cars, nothing's moving, nothing's changing. However, if a car drives by on the street in front of my house, it will recognize that as an activity. And even though it's recording everything, it'll put a little marker there. And I'll say, hey, from this time to this time, there was something moved, something happened there, an activity occurred. And so if I were to sign in, I can actually see every single car that drove by on the street in front of my house, which, you know, obviously that, you know, I don't necessarily need that. But if all of a sudden, you know, the you know, I got a package delivered to my door and it looks like somebody threw it in the bushes and and there's significant damage. I could easily go and look at all the different activities and I can find the FedEx guy, pull up, and if he was to actually take my package and kind of lunge it from the sidewalk up to the house and throw it into the bushes, well, guess who has that on camera? Me. <laughs> so it reco- it, it knows that and it's in t- to actually find when that happened is really easy because it is only, it, I can easily see where each activity occurred. So what happens is you can actually go in and choose to say, you know what, from this time to this time, I want to save this selection as a video clip. And it will download that video clip for you in HD, which is really cool to have. And of course, you know, you can save that forever to your own hard drive. Now, if you want more than seven days of recording, you can go to $19.99 a month or $2.99 a year, and it'll save everything for the last 30 days. I plan on using the seven-day feature, the $9.99 per month feature. And if you add more, add more cameras, and you can actually get uh, the monitoring for, or the recording, the CVR, for 50% off. So it'd be, you know, half of nine, nine, you know, it'd be five bucks a month for each additional camera that I would add. And I am thinking about getting one or two more of these DropCam Pros. I, I really like them. And I think that it's really cool for a lot of different purposes. The other thing that I uh, will tell you is that, it, you know, obviously it connects via Wi-Fi. This is not something that I would use as a webcam for your webcam. I don't even think it can be used as a webcam. Uh, maybe there's some hacks out there. I didn't actually look to see if there's a, you know, a drop cam pro hack site out there. And now that I think of it, there probably is. And I, who knows, I might even play around with some of that stuff. But here's the deal. Um, so one. Oh, by the way, the when let me go back to the uh, the actual drop cam. The it's viewing the street and my sidewalk and everything like that. Now, what I can do is I can actually go in and it'll recognize that hey, there's this activity that's constantly happening at the, on this part of the screen, and and obviously I know that that's actually a car driving by. 
and it'll start to color code different types of activities. This activity seems to be the same as all these other ones. And you can go in and manually say, well, that's a car driving by. And then you can get the one where it shows, you know, a car, you know, every time it's in this color, every the purple ones are all, that's a car pulling in the driveway. And then there's one where, you know, it's, it's somebody walking up to the, dri- the sidewalk, you know, or walking to the front door. And you can label those. Now, the, the cool, another cool thing is, is you can actually have the, the drop cam system send you alerts every time there's an activity and you can tell it to ignore you can say you know what ignore all the drive-by cars but i do want to tell i do want you to tell me anytime somebody's entered the driveway and so you can get a push notification and an email if you want notifying you each time something's happened and of course that email notification or whatever uh, will link you right to the place where you can actually see where it was recorded uh so Dropcam Pro, absolutely love it. If you're looking for a geeky toy to play around with uh, and you have $200 to spend, it, it is definitely a worthwhile uh, geeky uh, toy to play with. I, I like it a lot. So, yeah, there you go. All right, uh, we're 47 minutes in. I think I have just barely enough time. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a seven and a half minute audio clip from Jillian Michaels uh, podcast. Now Jillian is from, she is a fitness trainer and uh, she was really, uh, very well known for being a trainer on The Biggest Loser for many, many years. Uh, let me just go ahead and just jump right into this and then I will respond. I'm gonna take notes as I'm listening and then I will respond um, to uh, with some of my thoughts afterwards. But here's seven and a half minutes on Jillian Michaels and her co-host, Janice, which by the way, Janice does kind of annoy me, but I still listen to Jillian's show. I, I really like Jillian's show whenever I get a chance to have some free time to listen to her. Uh, but anyway, J- Jillian and Janice are talking about haters who write in hateful things about a podcast. And uh, yeah, let me just go ahead and play that now. Well, you know, okay, you know how we asked for um, feedback a while back? We did you the idiot. Never do that. No, you know, I didn't ask for it. We did it. Remember, we, you, you're you the one who said, hey, everybody. No, you told me to, and I, of course, will never I, listen to it. It's Autumn's fault. I would never open myself up to that. No, only a fool would do that. Well. Work in a vacuum. Well, you know what? <laughs> I have been in a vacuum my entire life, and, then, and now someone hates me. <laughs> just one person well i'm sure there's more but i came across one that i because oh. this was too you know how we asked for questions no it's 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 just it, it kind of made me sweat oh. but you know how we um uh, oh. uh, we asked for questions for the podcast yeah, right yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, so i peruse it and and go you know try and get a variety of different questions okay, for each yeah. podcast mm-hmm. so there, there's one and it said and i don't know why it's it, it stuck out because we get a lot right yeah Anyways, it just said feedback, and I went, oh, oh. okay. Oh, you fool. Yeah, anyway, so it said, uh, hi, Jillian. Oh. I heard on your podcast today you asked for feedback. I filled out the survey on one podcast, but it was just about how we listen, not show feedback. Oh, interesting. So then she talked about, you know, a lot about what she likes about the show. She loves you and what you do. And oh, then it said, she does. It came to this paragraph and said, okay, now I don't fire me because I'm telling you this. Well, I was already planning on doing that, so <laughs> this is... Did you, not, says, did you not tell her this is her last show? No. Oh, is this oh, my last show? Well, then I'm going to go for broke. It says, <laughs> <laughs> it says, 
I don't. Okay, this is from Anne. She says, I don't know how to say this in a gentle and respectful way. Oh. But the bottom line is, oh. I'm. This just makes me cry. I'm sick of Janice inter- <laughs> interfering with your greatness. I agree. It seems like she has a mad crush on you. Oh, she's constantly teasing you, flirting with you and egging you on. Maybe she should do that on her own time. But this is our time with you. She eggs you on because she knows your triggers and how to set you off and get a rise out of you. She is desperate, lonely, and it's uncomfortable to listen to her relentless flirting and attention getting from you. Oh, my God. Does Heidi hear this thing? She says, let's get Heidi on the phone. It's been getting worse. It's been getting worse <laughs> since you were on tour. Oh. I think she's bringing you down and distracting you. Mm. Um, I like the, your friendship, but um, mm. uh, she needs to rein it in and get her own therapy. For wow. example, when you start a wonderful segment, oh, I'm so on. interested. It goes on. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. And then by the time she's through with you, you are too irritated to tell what you've prepared. I'm bummed because I've missed your greatness. Wow. Uh, my heart goes out to her, but she needs to get some professionalism. Oh. I hope she doesn't read this email and delete this. Okay, let me see it. What's her name? Anne. Okay. Okay, Anne. Let me be very but clear. But she loves you. No, she, no, no. Hold on. I just want to address but, her seriously. Okay. I'm going to address her seriously. Anne, please understand <laughs> that... I'm being serious. Okay. Heart attack. I'm not going to be a douche. Anne... Please understand that Janice and I are very good friends. We've been very good friends for a long time. I personally feel that she contributes significantly to the podcast because she adds levity, humor, a heartfelt relatability, and I would say the majority of the listeners truly love her, uh, many at this point more than they value me. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, people freaking love you. I don't know why. And, uh, and No, it's true. I swear to God, they love you. They want to know if you're coming on tour. They love you. And I, and I, I, what Janice contributes, in my opinion, is all the things that I just mentioned. The show would not be the show without her. And while, yes, you're right, I do have a lot of information to share, that's actually not what this show is about. This show is about humanity, it's about humor, it's about relatability. And if you want to hear really good information about losing weight, buy one of my books. You know, go see. Go see the Maximize Your Life tour. Uh, you know, go and, and and do one of my DVD workouts. But this show is really just me cutting loose, being me, hanging out with friends, and showing you who I am as a person. So that hopefully you'll go, oh God, you know, I deal with that with my toddler, or I had that same exact struggle with my food the other day, or oh, I was dreading the gym and that little tidbit really helped me, or you know, I felt the same way when that event occurred. And this this show is just about being human this isn't a show about weight loss and i i'm so sorry that many people may have thought that uh it is just that but it isn't and while that is intertwined in the show that is not what it's all about now janice it's your turn uh haters congratulations on one of your first haters and you got to understand dude there's a big difference between an opinion and a projection So it is true. I do ask for feedback and I do value the feedback of our audience, our fans and so on, because ultimately the stuff we put out in the world, 99% of it is for them. Dear. Anyway, are you want to read some of mine here? I pulled up. No, but doesn't when you get, I mean, I get them all the time. 
Here's one. I'm going on iTunes to get these reviews. Gross. I heard this show was pretty good. So I log on and listen to the most recent episode only to hear some lady eating almonds, slurping, spitting, and burping. I am done with this podcast. Um, okay, wait. Here's another one. Uh, tisk tisk. This is all this one says. And unsubscribe! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Uh, okay, this one just says, um, one star. I'm sure she's a great motivator, but after listening to Going Vegan, that segment is wrought with lack of data and misinformation. Buyer beware! Meanwhile, you know, this is free. There's no buyer. <laughs> the show's free. And I'm a certified nutritionist and I've studied this for years, but of course. Uh, okay. I mean, it goes, it, girl, they go on and on. Wait, hear this one. Are you kidding me? Michaels knows nothing of nutrition and should not give out advice that smacks science in the face. <laughs> You know, my books are all co-written with doctors, but right. please educate yourself on issues such as a vegan diet before listening to hyped up personal trainer with no professional nutritional training. I'm a certified nutritionist. I highly recommend. And then she puts like a bunch of vegan books uh, and that's it. We have on iTunes a four and a half star rating out of five. We have nine hundred and forty six all five star ratings. And we have 91 star ratings. So that my point is, who are you going to listen to? 950 people or 90 people? In there, there were a few reviews in there that I did listen to, and they were like, she's really getting away from all the health and wellness advice. And so what did I do? I was like, okay, that, but you know what? That's not fair. I do need to go back to the roots a little bit. And we did start putting more on probiotics, more on fitness, right. more. Because I was like, that's constructive. That's not, you know. Janice flirts with Jillian. They're eating almonds. You're more on like th- that's. There's a difference between somebody projecting and mm-hmm. somebody giving you a constructive criticism. All right, and that is that's the end of the seven and a half minute clip. But anyway, I wanted to share that with you because you know I think it was interesting to hear that on Jillian Michaels' show. This is something that I talked about several. I, I know at least two other times way back in the archives, but it's been so long since I've talked about dealing with negative, critical feedback. And and so I, I, as I was listening to that out on a walk this week, I'm like, you know what? I want to cover that. I want to play that. I want to let people know that, you know, even the Jillian Michaels, somebody who's very popular, has, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of people who follow her, even millions of people who knows who she is, but hundreds of thousands of people who are subscribed to her show. And and just this is something that, uh, you know, she gets this kind of feedback on her show about the things that people believe that she should do with the content that she creates. Now, I mentioned at the front of the show that sometimes the way that I feel, sometimes the anxiety that I feel about the level of content that I'm putting out in this show, and actually even the type of content that I put out into this show, that sometimes I get this anxiety of, am I delivering, you know, is, is the is the bar, am I actually reaching the bar? Have Sometimes I feel like, have I set the bar a little too high? Or, you know, and, and by the way, the bar that I have set for Podcast Answer Man, at least within the last 18 months to two years, the, I, I have taken the bar and raised it a whole lot higher than I used to. And as a result of that, the overall essence and the feel of this show is drastically different than the first two years of this podcast. 
I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it is something to to it's something that's interesting. Now, the thing is, is I am still who I am, but there are times when I actually sometimes if I create a podcast that's just a little bit more about me and it's a little bit more if it's a if it's an episode 348, for example, uh, sometimes I feel like, wow, I totally missed the mark. But in reality, it's not a whole lot different than what I did that actually got me to where I am today. And 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 so much of how I feel about what is valuable and what is not valuable is oftentimes taken, uh, you know, it, it's often run through the filter of the feedback that I have received over the years. And one of the things that I will tell you is that most of the time, the feedback that you get are the negative and the critical things. Usually when someone is happy with your content and they're, if they're, well, if they're satisfied, well, then they're satisfied. It's when somebody is dissatisfied that it causes them to want to do something about their dissatisfaction. And somebody who is fulfilled and enjoys your content, completely satisfied, it's not, there, there's not as usually the motivation to jump online and tell that person, hey, I love your content. I don't want you to change a thing. Now, I'm very blessed to actually have received quite a bit of that feedback. But I think a lot of the people who do that because they know that they 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 recognize that that I do get some critical feedback from time to time. They you know, when I do, I sometimes bring it up here in the show. And and they and so I do have enough people who do come and 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 really balance out that stuff. But if, but if you're not sharing, you know those things, then sometimes you can be overwhelmed by the negative things. And you know I love what Jillian she says. Listen, you know if you want to learn how to lose weight, read you know buy a book, buy you know if stuff like that. And and I know and by the way, I I love helping people any way that I can. And there have been times, you know, and this kind of goes on and off. It, I don't, you know, there's a, I ride a wave of where I am in the spectrum of how I feel about this. There are some times uh, where it's like, man, if you want to, if you want to, if you want specific, targeted answers to the questions that you directly face, then then sign up for A to Z. Go, you know, but download a digital product and. You know, you know, here, you know, do this, do that. And, and you know, the podcast isn't here just for the technical stuff. In fact, I actually wrote this on my board the other day and it's been sitting here and I, I can't, somebody had said something like this and then I just wrote on the put on my board and this is on the whiteboard behind me. It says, my show is not just focused on how to podcast. It's more about what you can do with your podcast. See, I, you know, for me, and, and and part of it is my brand name, you know, it's like podcast answer man. Well, this is a podcast that must answer everyone's questions, you know, and, and I kind of backed myself into that. Could I change it? Yes. Do I want to? No, I, I'm going to stick with podcast answer man. It sticks. And you know what? The overall feel and, and that's what I loved about Jillian. Now, please know this. What you heard was seven and a half minutes and she talked for a good 25 maybe even 30 minutes in this episode dealt with this and so she deal you could go and listen to that episode just go to look for the jillian michaels show in itunes and look for the one right around early to mid-march and you'll see it's it's going it's called haters gonna hate and uh anyway the thing is though 
is that, you know, Jilly even said, Jillian said, you know, there are sometimes when you get feedback, it's like, wait a second, you know what? I, okay, that that's valid. You know, that that I do need to get back to the roots a little bit. Let, let's get back and talking a little a little bit more about nutrition. Let's talk about probiotics and and talk. You know, the, you know, this is why people know who I am and they want some of that from me. And and that's the same thing I do here at Podcast Answer Man. You know, there there are several times where I will go weeks without answering questions. You know, if I'm the podcast answer man, um, you know, shouldn't I be answering questions in every episode? And I and I still to this day will tell you that no, I don't feel compelled to answer questions in every episode. But do I feel like that I need to continually make that a part of the show and 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 include that from time to time? Absolutely. And why do I feel that? Because I know that you guys expect that. And, and I, and you know, now here's the thing. I love this. She says 99% of the time that, you know, we need to do that because 99% of what we do is for them. You know, 99% of it is for them. And I will tell you that, okay, I'm just going to be a little bit more authentic and tell you that probably at least 85% of what I do is for you guys. Is that wrong? I mean, I could I could lie and kind of fudge it a little bit and say, okay, you know, I, I, let me just be a little bit more authentic. It's probably ninety five percent is for for you guys and five percent. But no, I, I'm going to tell you, podcast answer man, I, I just flat out, it's 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 probably about eighty five percent of what I do on podcast answer man is for you guys. And I hope you guys. It, I mean, I, well, it doesn't matter because it, it, it it's just the truth. But the remaining, and of course, man, I shouldn't do math. Is that 15%? Uh, so if you do 100, my, look at this. There's no way I should edit this out that I just did that math right there. Yeah. The other 15%, uh, 15% of what I do, it's it's for me. It is for me. It's about my products. It's about, uh, it's about uh, you know, making sure that, you know, uh, I'm making a living, that people know about the things that I have going on. So Some of it's about my own... Uh, uh, Okay, some of it's about my ego to keep my to keep myself, you know, my self-confidence level going. You know, some of it's about some there's quite a bit about podcast answer man that is about me. And and I'm not afraid to admit that. But 85% of this is for you guys and if 85 if if 85% of everything that I do with podcast answer man is for you, then I should be listening to you guys, you know, and, and I should make sure that, that you know, that if you are expecting some technical stuff related to podcasting, I'll include it. And that's what I do. And, and so I do hear that. But anyways, I love what she said, though. You are going to get haters who will hate you. You're going to get people who don't like the things that you do. Um, you know, they shared a, some uh, some negative feedback, and of course, I just shared some of the things that she shared in the thing uh, there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you something that somebody sent on uh, Twitter to me. Um, I had perna- I had announced my podcasting A to Z course, and I am going to uh, I will even say who this person is. Uh, his name is Jace Rossi. All right, I I, I have no clue who he is. But I had I had produ- uh, made an announcement on Twitter that I am going to do a podcasting A to Z course, and I I can't remember what he said, but 
the original thing was he said something that was really offensive to me. Like, I can't believe that you should, you should just give it away. I'm, I'm offended by this or something like that. And I told him, I said, you know, dude, I find that offensive. I, 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 oh, you know what? It was inviting somebody I invited. Okay. Here's what happened. Pat Flynn and I were going to do a meetup in, in, uh, in Las Vegas. And we, now Pat and I had, and actually Chris Ducker was a part of it as well. And the three of us were going to get together and we were going to buy dinner. And also we ended up buying drinks as well. And that's something that we decided to do, but we were paying, we were going to flip the, fit the bill or whatever you call We're going to pay the bill for 103 people at the Hollywood, uh, Mr. Lucky's, the Hollywood casino at Mr. Lucky's. We were going to buy 103 people dinner at this, this really nice restaurant. And as a result of that, we wanted to, to make sure that people were committed to coming. We didn't want all these people. We, we knew we only could do 103 people because of the size of the place. Um, we knew we could only do 103 people and we knew that we didn't want 70 people to show up and all of a sudden 30 people had reserved tickets, but those 30 spaces were empty and there were literally a whole lot more than 103 people who really wanted in. So what we did is we actually charged $5 to RSVP for the the dinner. Now, my own personal feeling was that we should tell people right up into in the thing, "Hey, dinner is on us." How what so why is there the $5 registration fee? The $5 registration fee is just to make sure that everybody is committed to coming. More than likely, if you have to pay $5, uh, you're not going to just sign up even if you have no intention of coming. That was the whole reason for the $5. Now, uh, Pat decided, you know, well, I'd rather give, you know, we'd rather just kind of spring it on them. You know, let them think that they're paying for their dinner. But then we, at the end of the evening, say, hey, everybody, we're by. I, I preferred to do it the other way and say, hey, dinner's on me. But we did it the way we did. So the the Eventbrite page did not communicate that we were paying dinner. But it did. It, but it was a five dollar charge to RSVP. Well, anyway, I put I, it was actually the link was, you know, to, to sign up for the RS, RSVP for the party. And so and response for that, and he's like, you know, I can't believe um, I can't believe just how horrible you are. Um, that that you guys would you know just try to profit. I can't believe how you try to profit on everything. And and he said a couple different things about how you know I would try to sell anything to anybody, and and stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, I'm kind of offended by what you said. You know, if you if you would have signed registered to come, you would have realized that we were going to buy your dinner. And so that's what I said. And so this is what Jason. By the way, I blocked Jason on Twitter because you know I just don't want to be dealt I just don't want to deal with somebody who would treat somebody this way but here's what Jace said to me on Twitter and these were a string of 140 character uh, tweets back at me he says at GSPN you're as bad as the online broadcasters that fake their stats to get sponsors you're a plague on the podcast world if you can find that info for free on YouTube the web the so-and-so forums that he's a part of I get that you make money, but don't steal from the less informed. Yes, I am offended by the, yes, well, he says, yeah, well, I am offended by the way you rip off the online broadcasting world, charging $100 to show how to use Audacity, 
question mark. So instead of the $5 for the meetup to cover the dinner, how about you just pay for it, you cheap bastard, as a thank you to the fans? I see so many give back to the fans because they know that without them, they would be nothing. You just find ways to get their money. I am sick of fake-ass people like you and Todd so-and-so that use other people for financial gain just because they don't know any better. That's Jace Rossi on Twitter, my friends. So uh, anyway, you know, what did I do in response to that? Let me tell you how I handled that. The, the first thing that he said was very hurtful, very, you know, it, it affected me emotionally. And I just wrote back and I said, you know what, I'm respond. You know, I, I, I'm offended by that statement. And I said, if you would have signed, you would have known that we were going to cover your dinner. Um, and, and, and that that was just going for the tip. And then he came back with that tirade of responses. And after that, do you know what I did? I just blocked him. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's no more time to be spent there because what, what Jillian is saying in her feed or in her show, she says there's the difference between opinions where they're sharing constructive feedback and then there is projection. There's something that goes on in some of these people's lives that, that they write mean, hurtful, nasty, horrible things to you. And it's really not about you. It's about something that's going on in their lives. It's something about, you know, that's happened to them. It's their experiences. It, it's some, something's going on and they're projecting something deep inside of themselves on you. And you just can't take that on. You can't let that keep you from moving forward. And so, you know, d- did that affect me? Yes, it did. And and I don't think there's any way to not be affected. You know, Janice, I don't know how, I mean, heck yeah. I mean, gosh, the things that that, that the, the feedback that she wrote, it was horrible. Now, is Janice my favorite co-host on a podcast? No, but I do see the value that she adds. Now, is there a little bit? In, see, now here's the one thing I will tell you. There are some times when, you know, somebody who is, not so nice in the way that they share their feedback, there still sometimes could be some good information that that is valid. And it takes a lot to be able to process that. And so one of the things that I always do when I get feedback, even when it comes from a hater that is projecting negative, super nasty things on me, I will still look for there, look in there, and I will look to see if there's any truth or any valid points to the things that are being said. And then I will think, you know, is there something that I can do, not necessarily to please this person, because let me tell you, my friends, you will not please that person. There is no need to respond at all. But the question is, is there something valid in there? You know, and, and, you know, one of the things that Janice does on the show, she she interrupts Jillian nonstop. I mean, there's some interruption that you, it's like, yeah, you let me get this in before, you know, because timing's everything on this one. But there are some times when she just interrupts and it's just like, oh, come on, let Jillian speak. So there were some things that that person wrote in that email, but there was also the attack and, and the most difficult thing as a podcaster or somebody that's out in the public is to be able to actually distinguish and, and, and dissect what is valuable in here that I actually can take and say, hmm, there is a lot of that. 
in in what I'm doing? And and is it possible to to extract that without taking on the emotional baggage? Is it possible to extract that and to take your own production to the next level without feeling like you're pandering to somebody else's desires that are not in line with your own? And I think that it is possible and it is, it's difficult. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and start our music here. And uh, I want to encourage you to, you know, check out another episode of Podcast Answer Man that I did. And I'm going to see if I can find it real quickly. And while I'm doing a search for this, I just want to remind you guys my next session of podcasting A to Z, where I can extract all kinds of money out of your wallet to teach you things that you could probably learn for free elsewhere. My podcasting A to Z course is coming up on Monday, April 7th. And let's see here. Negative feedback. I'm going to just do that. Of course, it would be nice if I actually spelled it correctly. Anyway, if you want to sign up for my next course and give me lots of money so that I can take advantage of you, uh, please go to podcastinga2z.com. Again, that's podcastinga2z.com. If you have not, if you have not yet um, seen the new tutorials at the very bottom of the page. Go to podcastinga2z.com and just forget about the video at the top. Forget about all the description of everything that is a part of of the actual description of the show uh, or of the course. Scroll to the very bottom and just look at all, read all of the testimonials there. And it will, again, as I said earlier, it will tell you more about the course than I would even feel comfortable saying it about it myself. So anyway, I encourage you to check that out. I did find it. Um, Episode number 198. Uh, Let's see. Is this the right ones? Yeah, let me. I'm just making sure I get you the right episode numbers. Episode number 198. Listen to that one. It's, um, It's called Am I Just an Egomaniac? My true motives for, for podcasting are exposed. If you want to hear some really juicy, hateful, mean, nasty things said about me from my voicemail feedback hotline, uh, that was actually done on March 3rd, 2011, and it's at podcastanswerman.com slash 198. Also, I did an episode back on April of 2009 titled Handling Critical Feedback. Now, handling critical feedback, I actually gave some different advice there about how you can try to, you know, make an attempt to win some people over. And there are times that I have done that. And so I encourage you to go to, that's actually at podcastanswerman.com slash critical feedback. I'll have all of this in the show notes. Um, Yeah, and you know what? I did an episode in 2007 on the topic, but... That one's so old, I'm not even going to send you there. So podcastanswerman.com slash 198 and podcastanswerman.com slash critical feedback. And earlier I said that my Amazon link was gspn.com. It's not. It's gspn.tv slash Amazon link. God bless you all. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast at
Summer.